Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to the Soul Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Nicole Hickox. In this podcast, we talk all things soul. You see, I'm on a mission to help as many people as possible connect with their own soul. Because when we connect with our higher selves, we create a bridge for healing, a bridge for transformation, and a bridge for manifestation. If you want to up-level your life from the inside out, this podcast is for you. So without further ado, let's take a journey to the soul. Hello, friends. Today, I am talking all about mental health. And I think this is something so important. While our societies come a long way when it comes to addressing the mental health of our people, there's a long way to go as well. And I want to touch on it from a few different angles and share with you my story as well. This will be a really vulnerable episode for me as I don't think I have really shared my full history on a public setting like this before. Although I want to share it because I think it could help somebody as well. And it's something that recently I've gone through another change and and I want to share that experience with you guys and how I'm navigating that. So to start, I started struggling with my mental health back in high school. Um, I really picture myself and this like turning point as being the summer between my sophomore year and my junior year of high school, which is the first time I was sexually assaulted. And after that, my mental health really started to decline and... I ended up being prescribed a medication at the time. Um, My mental health got so bad that I truly was suicidal. Um, I, I didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't know what my purpose was, why I was here. I was struggling really, really bad. I remember it being a really cold day. I went and sat on the front stoop crying and my parents were like, we're taking you to the hospital. They took me to the ER and the ER ended up sending me to a mental health facility where I was put on a 48-hour psych evaluation hold, which was a really terrifying experience. Um, Basically, I was locked in a room by myself because at the time I was, um, I think I was the only like teen in the like hold area, I guess, or outpatient. And because there were other adults um, in the building um, being held there for my safety, they basically had to lock me in a room. So that was a really, um, really terrifying experience. And so even to be able to sleep, they had to medicate me. um, And it just, it really exasperated the whole experience. Um, but it did provide a setting where I finally was comfortable coming out about the sexual assault. So I was able to get the professional help that I needed to 
understand what had happened to me and start processing those emotions. So after going through that, I remember being there for a few days. My parents and all of my siblings came to visit me and, of course, feeling like, you know, total crap that I have to be in this place, right? You start to feel this shame around even needing to be there, you know? So there's really, um, when you're dealing with mental health issues, there's so many bigger components that come into play because I feel like our society's really put a stigma on having to having struggles with mental health. So on top of the the darkness you're already dealing with, the struggles you're already dealing with, then you have this big looming shame cloud over you of like, you know, why are you going through this? Like how dare you feel this way? So that was my experience in my teen years. And then, you know, after getting out of the hold and they put me on the medication and I meant to back it up a little bit. So when I was prescribed that medication, they come to find out that medication was known for making certain age groups and people suicidal. So really they think that it was the medication that exasperated the suicidal thoughts and ideations. Um, but again, I th- I do think that a lot of things happen for a reason and I was probably I probably went through that so that I could actually get the professional help I needed to deal with the um the assault. So that was my first real experiences dealing with my own mental health and obviously that's extreme. It's really extreme and it was really scary and it was humiliating. I remember going back to school and somehow it had spread and I was um, in line for a burrito at our favorite like burrito spot for lunch. And two of these um, guys from school said, hey, I heard you just got out of the loony bin. So again, another, um, another, piece of that shame that comes through when you are already struggling. So that actually ended up making me switch schools. um, And I'm not going to go too much into that. Um, I am one of those that really did not enjoy high school. And you could probably tell why now. (laughs) Um, But I clearly, you know, I I went through something that was really traumatic. And picking up the pieces after that was really hard. Um, what ended up working for me at that time was to be off of medication and just in outpatient counseling therapy. So, um, the suicidal ideations and thoughts went away when I got off of the medication and I got the professional help that I needed. So from there, um, even after that, I really started to notice my spiritual side kind of come in. I think in the first episode I shared how, you know, there was always this piece of me that knew a deeper understanding and even maybe a lingering of this deeper purpose here on earth, but just really struggled to tap into that and understand what that really was. Um, so, you know, 
move on, right? Go through life, go through a lot of other struggles, a lot of other traumas, and and move through that. Um, and after some other traumas, I did go to counseling and therapy. I've always believed in the power of having a, a therapist in your corner, um, a neutral party that's outside of your family, your friends, your partner, whoever, that can really help you process your emotions. So did that for many years. And then when our twins were about eight months old, my husband and I went through a rocky period and we separated. And I really, really struggled during this time. You know, I still had these young babies. I had moved back in with my parents. I didn't know what I was really doing with my life, but I was a mom and I had to get my shit together. So I did end up going to the doctor and getting on medication. It was an antidepressant, anti-anxiety medication. And that really helped me just get my life back, you know, um, to a point where I could, um, you know, keep working and, and taking care of myself and doing the things I needed to do to take care of my babies. And, um, I was on that for probably a year. And then with my doctor, we weaned off of it. And then, you know, fast forward, my husband and I worked things out. We got back together. We had, um, our, our daughter Kanani and then, um, we went through some other major traumas um, in our life, and then I dealt with some health issues. Then we have our son, our fourth child, and COVID hits. And I'll never forget, our baby was probably five days old, and I felt this instant, very strange feeling, almost like I was just jolted with something. Like it literally felt like someone, like this sounds so strange, but like it literally sounds like someone from like space, an alien maybe came and injected me with something. And all of a sudden my body, I just felt this instant like surge in my body. And I I, I vividly remember this. We were like all laying in bed. We had our other kids, my husband, myself, we were laying in bed. And I just felt this instant surge run through my body, but I didn't know that it was like quite literally changing like the chemical makeup in my brain and in my body. I just knew something felt weird. And that night I could not sleep. So this insane adrenaline rush would just surge my body Anytime I tried to relax or fall asleep. And then what would happen is it would send waves of panic to the point where I had never experienced it like this before. I mean, I've certainly experienced anxiety in my life, but I had never experienced this type of panic before where my entire body would just tremble, shake, and I couldn't stop. And I felt like a zombie. I mean, I just, it's literally the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. It was terrifying. I didn't know when I would ever sleep again. 
I was scared, like this literal terrifying feeling in my body. I could not stop trembling. It felt like sheer panic and the rushes of adrenaline just exasperated all of it. I couldn't eat. I would have to sit there and force myself to try to eat something. I mean, whatever had happened to my body, it was wreaking havoc. And I was a wreck. And it was the first time that I realized what they talk about with like postpartum insomnia, postpartum like anxiety, panic disorders. Um, I've even heard of postpartum like schizophrenia. Um, And there are a lot of stories of women who have taken their lives in these moments of postpartum despair. And I don't know if mine was a mixture of postpartum on top of COVID. So we had our our child on March 3rd, 2020. The next week, they shut everything down. So um, it very well could be a mixture of all of the above, right? But whatever was happening was not okay. And I was not going to be able to live this way. I was not going to be able to sustain this. And this is one of those beautiful moments of divine intervention. So at the time, I had a wonderful therapist that I was already working with. And so I called her or my husband. I don't know all the details of how everything went down. But I mean, I was in like emergency mode. Like this, I was not going to be able to handle this for another night. Like I needed intervention now. So... um so we got in to my therapist right away. She got us in. I'm just a I'm I just can't stop crying. I'm a mess. I need help. Like please help me. This is not okay. These feelings are not okay. This rush in my body's not okay. Um and it just so happened they had a psychiatrist in their office and she just happened to have a cancellation. And so they basically like we saw the therapist We came out. She's like, let's try to get you in with our psychiatrist. She'll help figure out what meds are safe. You know, you're trying to breastfeed and everything. So it just so happened she walks out. She had a cancellation. So like, again, divine intervention. Like, thank you, Spirit, for helping me get into her because she's one of the most brilliant women I've ever met. She used to work in a naturopath office, which I really appreciated because she understands the importance of a full holistic approach, but she also prescribes medication. And I love that. Like, that's what I'm all about. And I think that there's a lot of stigma around being, um, quote, like hippie or spiritual or, you know, into natural remedies and this idea that you can't believe in all of it. And I believe that we are blessed with medicine. We are blessed with doctors. We are blessed with a plethora of ways to heal and to, um, be able to live our lives to the fullest here on this earth during this time. So I 
resonate with all of it. I think there is a time and place for all of it. Um, Do I think that you should just go pop a pill every single time you have an ailment or a symptom? Maybe not. Um, Do I think that everything should be 100% organic, natural, and no medical intervention? No, I don't believe that way. I believe that there is a beautiful mix and it's all going to come down to that person and their journey and um, whatever feels in alignment for them, right? But for me, I have always believed in the power of both. So, um, you know, I have a thyroid disorder and if I did not have the medication for that, I would be a very, very sick person. So I have always appreciated the uh, medicine that is gifted to us. So anyways, kind of went on a little tangent there. But reality, I get to see this psychiatrist. She understands me beautifully. She knows I'm trying to breastfeed. She knows that that's very important to me. She knows I just had an unmedicated birth. So To be at a place where I'm now in an office trying to get medicated is a really hard thing for me. And anyways, she comes up with a solution. One, they're going to get me back on, I think it was Zoloft was the anti-depression, anti-anxiety med. And the reason they put me on that was because I had already been on it before during that little period um, when my twins were younger. And so they knew that it was safe for me and that I had a decent experience on it. So they were going to start me on that, but it takes longer to get into your system. It takes a while. So they also needed to help me get something to sleep. And so she found a medication that was um, safe for me to take at night. And then in the mornings, I would pump and then I could breastfeed again and that it was perfectly safe for baby. So... Um, we start on that medication and it it took a while. It took a good while for me to get to a place. I mean, even on the medication, I could still feel like the surges, but it did help me stay in a calmer state of mind. Um, and I think I even tried like a half pill because I, you know, again, that part of me that just doesn't quite want to have to admit I need to be on the full dose or doesn't quite want to really have to go this route. Like maybe if I could just get away with a half a pill, right? It's less medicine in my system. Well, the reality was I needed the full pill. I needed the full pill to actually go to sleep and sleep at night. And thank God my husband was here and was able to take night duty and feed baby, you know, bottles throughout the night And, um, you know, I'm going to get teary eyed because that was such a hard time in my life. It was so hard to go through because with all of my other babies, I, I was up through the night with them and I don't get me wrong. I probably didn't love every minute of it. Of course, looking back, I do. Right. Because it was such a special time in our lives and it does, it goes so fast So that was a really hard time to break down and say, I need help and I need you to take night duty because I am not functioning. And thank God for my parents who were with us. Thank God for my husband. Thank God for my kids. Like, 
um, it was probably a blessing in disguise that we were in lockdown because I didn't have the pressures of having to go back out in society and do certain things or go to work. I mean, I did eventually have to start going out and doing some work and I, I wasn't, you guys, this is so crazy to look back on. I, I didn't even feel safe driving. I was so out of it. Like it was just the most bizarre thing I've ever experienced in my life and in my own body. And Um, so my husband would have to drive me to work, um, to go to showings and, um, and meetings that I needed to go to because I couldn't do it on my own. So really a huge poignant moment in my life where I really had to surrender. I had to surrender to the fact that I needed help, that I could not do this on my own. And that was really, really hard for me, but it also opened up this portal of vulnerability that allowed me to receive what I needed to receive. And on, and you know, my husband, John and I say this all the time that if it weren't for that time, we don't know if our relationship would have deepened um, in that way. I mean, it took us to a really beautifully deep place where we were able to share like our needs and get those met by the other person. So, um, you know, really in sharing this story, there's, there's a lot of triumphs from being able to say, I need help really when it comes down to it, that has been such a huge learning lesson for me because most people who know me know I am a go-getter. I'm a survivor. I've never let my um, setbacks or my traumas or anything really hold me back. I just keep going. And, you know, there's there's a great reminder in the surrender that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to need help. It's okay to say, I don't have this. I don't have it all. And I need intervention. I need help. So those were some really big lessons for me. And then I ended up being able to wean off of the like sleeping medication after I want to say a few months and then I stayed on the Zoloft and I've been on that my son is now well here in March he'll be three okay so um, but back in August of 2022 I talked with my doctors and we all agreed that I could probably start weaning off of the medication And it was a really big decision, you know, because what I went through was not some small feat. And I was scared that if I got off, it would take me right back into that zone. Um, But at the same time, I was 
in a really good place. Um, you know, work was really successful. We had a nice home. Our marriage was doing good. You know, our kids are healthy. Really no major complaints. Just um, we were in a really good position. And that was one of the things the doctor said was that you really don't want to come off of a medication like an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication when you have a lot of stressors going on. So I think we had the conversation of coming off at another like earlier date. And I said, to be honest, I don't think it's the right time. I have a lot of stress going on. And they said, okay, you know, no problem. So anyways, August, we decided to start weaning um, or actually I want to say we started weaning in July and by August I had completely stopped and throughout August I was feeling okay and then September hit and I could kind of tell like okay you know it wasn't like oh my gosh I feel horrible like I need to get back on the medication or anything but I could just tell and this is the way I've described it to other people is that I am learning how to be human again. Um, I'm learning how to process my emotions. I'm learning how to process my feelings. And while you can absolutely do that on medication, I think that it just really kind of numbed me a little bit where I just was kind of in the hamster wheel. Like I was just going through life. Like, you know, maybe a feeling came up here or there, whatever, you know, it wasn't like I really dove deep within myself to uncover why are these feelings coming up? Why is this presenting itself? And following those stories to see what maybe needs healed or maybe it just needs experienced. You know, sometimes I think we get a little too caught up in all of the healing, right? Um, Not everything needs to be healed. Not everything needs to be a healing journey. Like we're human. This is our experience. So that, but that started to present itself in September and November. And then um, work really shifted for me in December. And then, you know, you have the holidays and it started to feel really stressful. And I was like, oh my gosh, I actually have to I have to feel this right now. I have to go through this. And I'd be lying if there wasn't a point where I said, hmm, maybe I should just call the doctor and get back on the meds because this feels really hard right now. And don't get me wrong, that could be somebody's journey. And you know what? I'm here for it. If that is the right decision for you and that is in alignment for you, absolutely. Because I do believe that meds save people's lives sometimes. So... Um, but I also felt this inner knowing that that wasn't the answer for me this time, that the answer for me this time was more about really getting to know myself, getting to know my body, getting to know my mind and where my mind goes, getting to know the inner workings, right? And it's, it's really becoming intimate with myself and, and spirit and this higher version of me and learning to co-create and learning to integrate and really finding out 
that there really were some parts of me that needed some healing. They needed some love. They needed some attention, right? And then there were these other parts of me that just needed to surrender and let it go and just say, okay, like spirit, take the wheel. I, I'm here for the experience. I know that trying to force and control things is no longer working for me. And also going through life blindly is not working for me. And coming to a place where I can be conscious enough of my thoughts and my actions and my reactions. And that has been such a huge journey for me. And it's just really interesting getting to know yourself on such an intimate level. And there's been a lot of times on this journey where I've really just wanted to hibernate and not be out, you know, um, I've probably been less social, just allowing myself this space to integrate all of this information that I'm learning about myself. Uh, my husband would say I've probably taken a bubble bath every single day <laughs> because it's that time for me. One, like water is so soothing and comforting to me. And two, it almost forces me into a reflective space, right? It's one thing to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go sit on the couch and read or journal or pull some cards or whatever. But it, it's an, another thing to really like immerse yourself in this space where like, you know, you're you're just there. There's nowhere to really go. I mean, when you're sitting on the couch, there's so many distractions and the dog or, you know, whatever. You see all the things that need picked up around the house or, you know, a kid comes to interrupt you. But when you lock yourself in the bathroom and you're in a bubble bath, like it is that space, at least for me, to be extremely... um intentional with my time. So that's been a really comforting place for me to just journal, connect with my higher self and my spirit team and find that space. And that's really been crucial for me on this journey back to myself and understanding myself without medication. And I daily have to take time to connect back to myself. I have to take time to connect back to spirit and this higher vision for my life and um, and giving myself grace during this winding journey. And, and of course, having a support system is crucial too. And, you know, being able to tell John, like, oh my gosh, like today was hard. Like I feel really emotional and I don't really know why. And, you know, it just kind of feels like these emotions just need to come up to the surface for whatever reason. And I have to experience it. I I am not numbing it out, you know. Um, over this time, I also changed my relationship with alcohol. I don't feel like I ever resonated with having a problem per se, but I could I could see patterns where like work would be really stressful and I would come home every night and want a glass of wine. And I never got drunk, but 
it's also a numbing factor, right? Instead of feeling those hard, uncomfortable feelings when it comes to work or family or whatever, you have the glass of wine that just kind of numbs it a little bit. So I also changed my relationship with alcohol to a point where I was like, okay, if I'm feeling stressed out, I'm not going to let myself go straight to a numbing agent. I'm going to let myself sit with it and feel into it and say, it's okay to have uncomfortable feelings. It's okay to be in a space where I don't feel good 100% of the time and that's okay. And what can I do to nurture myself and care for myself and give myself the grace that I need during this time? Um, Just like you would with a child or someone else you love, you know, learning to talk to yourself as if you're a child or as if you are um, a good friend that you're supporting during a hard time. You have to talk to yourself that way. So, you know, in sharing this, I just hope that it helps someone else who's been on a journey of mental health struggles and knowing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And for some, that may mean you're on medication the rest of your life. And that's totally okay. And for some, it might mean that it's your time to wean off of medication, right? Or that you can have a journey that isn't with medication all the time. And listen, I don't know what my life holds for me. I don't know if I'll be on medication again one day. I am obviously very grateful for um, the way it's helped me through some really difficult times in my life. And I'm also really grateful for this time in my life where I'm learning to be human without it. And I'm learning myself again. I'm learning how to process emotions again. I'm learning how to really um, go through the dark, uncomfortable emotions without trying to numb them or stuff them away or put them to the side and letting them have a say too, letting them have some space. So I think that that's all this really is, is just our own beautiful, unique journeys. But I personally know how hard it is to struggle with Uh, mental health and, you know, coupled with trauma and going through all of that, um, feel, I feel like it's given me a really interesting perspective, especially when it comes to spirituality and medication. And I know the shame spiral that you can go on when you need to ask for help and when you need to surrender. And so, Um, I just want to remind anyone out there who is struggling with um, their mental health that you're not alone. And, you know, even people, if you probably saw my, you know, real estate social media and, you know, the different awards, you may not think this is somebody who has struggled or um, has been on medication during this time or who's really, really had a hard time navigating um, those parts of my life. I just want you to know that it's okay. You know, it's okay to not be okay. And, 
you know, there's always a time and a place to share your story, but I do believe that we go through these things so that our story can help somebody someday. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to share that because I know what it's like to go through mental health struggles, especially in the spiritual arena where there might be some shame around getting on medication, um, or not getting on medication. And either way, this is your journey and you do truly have to get to know your body. You have to get to know what's in alignment for you and your highest and best self. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel that you will not be struggling forever. There is a way through it. Um, if anyone's struggling and needs to reach out, you guys know where to find me um, over at The Soul Agent on Instagram and TikTok. Feel free to reach out. Um, let me know how this episode helped you. And I'm excited to connect with you guys further. Love you all. You guys, I hope that episode lit up your soul. If you loved this episode, I'd appreciate it if you would leave a five-star review. And be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Let's stay in touch. You can find me over on Instagram and TikTok. Just look for my handle, The Soul Agent. I can't wait to see you over there. Sending you all my love, friends.